Three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Review Podcast. I am your host, Blaine Ward. It is a new week. It is a new day. And not exactly a new guest. We have a returning guest on the pod. Uh, you know him, you love him, or you might hate him due to whatever he's feeling about. However you feel about Elvis and his take on Elvis. Um, but he's back on the pod. Uh, my buddy Nick. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? I'm I'm doing great on this Tuesday afternoon um, or night, I guess. And with <laughs> finals almost done. That's right. We're almost free men. All right. We're almost out of here. Yeah. It feels yeah. so good. I, I'm ready. Um. No, I completely feel you there. Uh, there's a new movie out, as there is every week. But this one comes with a bit of anticipation from a lot of people. This is oh, yeah. uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This is the second Spider-Verse movie. Um, you know, the first one was kind of a kind of a surprise to everyone back in 2018. I mean, everyone knew it was coming out, but no one expected that not only is it one of the best superhero movies of all time, it might be one of the best animated movies of all time. Um did you see Into the Spider-Verse in theaters? Yeah, I went uh, the second weekend because I forgot it came out. <laughs> I wasn't... I mean, when it came out, what, that was uh, late 2018. So yeah. that was after, like, the Infinity War and, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp or whatever. And I remember right. after Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to wait till Endgame for, like, <laughs> my next superhero movie. And then that came out. Yeah. And I was like, holy moly, that was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think Into the Spider-Verse is, like, such an accomplishment on... A visual level on a storytelling level like the soundtrack's incredible and so you know they announced a sequel and i was like good you know i'm on board i want to see more of this and then um you know they announced that it's a part one of this you know this trilogy essentially is going to be a part one part two uh conclusion with a cross right now and then beyond potentially in march um and i was like okay all right this is going to be like a matrix reloaded and revolution sort of thing you know a deathly hollows part one part two possibly um and you know for some reason i just wasn't like i knew it was coming out but for some reason i wasn't like oh man i'm so excited for this like i was like this will be good i think um and then you know here we are uh you know you and i have both seen this have you only seen this once yes i was planning on seeing it a second time because i went with my girlfriend and i think my dad and my mom want to catch it so i'll probably see it with them within the next coming weeks yeah i've seen it twice at this point um yeah, they've done it. Again. They've done it again. Like <laughs> I, I, I love this. I thought this was incredible. Like even somehow they topped themselves in the animation, and it's just like so stunningly realized on every level. Like yeah. there, are, there's like a hundred shots at least that I think would be a great wallpaper for my laptop. It's like they have outdone themselves um, on every level here. And, you know, I think mileage will vary on whether or not this is better than the first one or, you know, uh, how this operates as, like, its own movie as opposed to, you know, being a part one or part two. But I thought this was incredible. Like, I, I was I was blown away. Uh, what did you think of Across the Spider-Verse? I mean, you pretty much got everything. Um, I, I, I went into it on a late night, and I was really anticipating it. I saw it two days after it came out, so I had, like, a few reactions from it especially yours yeah and you're like dude you're not ready for it i was like yeah like i i know i know i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared to be blown away and then like i think like within like 15 minutes of the movie i was like oh my lord like <laughs> i i i know that the spider gwen comics aren't the best 
but like that was like what 2016 2017 when those came out maybe a little earlier right um and i thought that like everything they did with spider gwen and the dad in the early parts of the film and then especially later like the fact that they just like nailed the look of the comic and oh my gosh like there were so many moments now like i i forgot that the movie was happening because i was just you know what i mean just looking around left and right and then like this could have honestly just been a silent movie and i would have been like okay like this is the best movie of the year right now <laughs> yeah i mean like uh, the movie uh, listen i'm always a fan of um you know i always enjoy the energy of movies that uh have a title drop you know 15 to 20 minutes in oh yeah and this does that where the first you know 20 minutes or so is dedicated to kind of setting up Gwen Stacy and what her life's been like and all that sort of stuff and the relationship with her father who's like a police captain and then it has like one of the sickest action scenes where if that was in live action we'd be like that's the best Marvel action scene we've ever seen um and yet that's just the opening of the movie and then it has the title crawl and I'm like you have me you have me at this point like I I, I have given myself over um yeah the the, the title drop in it blew me like oh my gosh when it happened i was so in disbelief it was kind of like i remember when i saw drive my car at the cisco center yeah and yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. like 40 minutes and i was like oh my god like that movie was like yeah like when it but when it said it was like a big needle drop you know like in um like something like igor like when like just like the song starts and it's like beginning like the tempo to it and then the equivalent of that to like miles morales being introduced to the movie it's like when a boxer comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit, dude. Miles is back. Like, I forgot that this is Miles Morales movie, not Gwen Stacy, but yeah. Gwen Stacy being a big part of it was pretty cool. Yeah. She's essentially the co-lead of the movie. Obviously, Miles is the main character and there's, you know, yeah. a lot of time dedicated to the emotional arc of him. Like, and the fact that this is a part one, the movie's like able to take its time in a way. Um, and, you know, like I, at least for me, I felt like the pace was perfect. Like, you know, it was breakneck, obviously, but they give so much time because they have the time to, um, you know, flesh out Miles, flesh out his parents, like flesh out his situation in a way where I realized like subconsciously, I'm like, we're an hour in and we still haven't even hit the end of act one. Yet. Yeah, I was I was thinking that, too. I was like, I'm worried that this movie's not going to have, like, any more action. And then I was completely <laughs> wrong. But I also, I was also, like, really enjoying it. I think my favorite, like, as a- action, like, aspect of the movie was not, like, the. I mean, The Last Chase was amazing, obviously. But I loved when they were in, um, what was it? When they introduced uh, the Indian sp- uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, like, Spider-Man Indian, had- right. Oh my god, that was awesome. like that was probably my favorite part of the movie. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was just so fun and spite and then introducing Spider Punk there. Oh my god, my king! I'll get to him in a second. Um, yeah, yeah. What? So one of my favorite things about this uh, story, and, and again, it has to do with the animation, but this story opens and it's like, okay, everyone is Spider Man, and everyone knows yeah. how to be Spider Man, so we're just mm-hmm. gonna like let that rip, and now like all the Spider-Men are able to, like, you know, they have all their powers, they're able to, like, swing and move in, like, such athletic positions that, like, every single web-slinging scene in this movie is so exciting. Like, I was like, the yeah. energy of this is, like, Fury Road, sort of, like, propulsive, where it's like, we are moving, and it, like, I don't know, I I just got such of a rush out of it. Yeah, and that's why, like, and that's why when the ending came, it, like, felt so fast, you yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, the movie, like, you don't realize, like, when they're, like, swinging around, like, it's, like, a big action scene. That's been, like, eight minutes or something. It's yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, oh. We've been but, here. Exactly. So, yeah. 
the way so you know obviously this movie kind of opened up with uh Gwen Stacy and she uh you know through a series of events um fights like a vulture from the renaissance and this is yeah. where the animation starts popping off because not only are we in beautiful locations but now we have characters that are animated differently in the same scene with each other and it's like i don't know like I, the visual information that my eyes were getting it was like i don't know i was like is this what lsd is like i was like this is amazing um <laughs> And the fact that it's never distracting, too. That's the other thing. It all blends together so well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, Gwen obviously uh, is invited to join kind of this uh, spider society led by uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. Voice oh, by, yeah. Uh, my king. My king. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's my favorite before. I mean, before all the the movie. And I, I didn't know he was going to be, like, the biggest part of it. I guess I remember watching the trailer, but not, like, really, like, paying attention to them as much. Yeah. But uh yeah, like he was always the guy that I liked mainly because he was like the cool like Latino guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think what they do with him in here, are are we just talking about him now? Yeah, we're talking about him now. Yeah. I mean I think what they did with him in here is definitely like a little bit divisive, but I mean the movie does need an antagonist, you know. Um, right. he's not the villain per se, but I think what they did with him in here is kind of equivalent with what they do with him in like Shattered Dimensions if you play sure. that game. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Where he's like not exactly an antagonist, but he, the, the you, like you see what he's trying to do. But the problem is, yeah. is like none of our Spider-Men want to, like our heroes don't agree with him. Um, you know, because yeah. basically and it he... sets up, like the thing that's so great about this is it sets up an interesting thematic foil to the first one where the first one's like, okay, anyone can be Spider-Man. Like you're, you know, your story can be whatever it wants to be. And now it's like, well, you know, can it really, you know, it's like our, uh, all Spider-Men have tragedy that define them. And that's kind of what Spider-99 is talking about where he's like, listen, these things have to happen in order for you to be Spider-Man. And Miles is like, like, there's gotta be some other way to this. Right. I found that fascinating. I thought that was such a cool, like to integrate the history of Spider-Man, just like Mm. the first one into this question. Like, and obviously we don't get answers to it necessarily. Um, because it is a part yeah. one, but like the way they do that is so fascinating. I yeah, I just thought that my favorite, I think my favorite overall thing of the film just is that every other superhero movie, like I mean Iron Man, Batman, there's been so many Batman movies. You hear it's like from a bunch of outsiders what the character should be, mm-hmm. but in this film, you hear from like every single version of that hero what they should be, and I think that's like an interesting play on such a over use genre obviously yeah but i mean i just thought that it was really unique i mean i i know that some people had a lot of gripes with it i mean i thought that that but i thought that everything they did with um miguel in particularly and just with um all the spider-men like kind of ganging up against him but not really i mean there's there's it's so complicated because you know these characters care for miles but they are also like we care about your reality. Right. <laughs> we care about yeah. Like it's it's a really complicated. So I I mean I was I'm gonna watch it again. Like you have two viewings, but I was a little bit lost on some of the parts with um Peter B. Parker if he was sure. like intentionally bringing him there. Um, I mean that can be up for debate. I think, and I think if I I didn't love Peter B. Parker in this film, I wish I didn't like him a little more. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. He's not in it that much. Um, and yeah, I thought yeah. Jake Johnson, I, I really do like Jake Johnson a lot as Peter B. Parker, but he doesn't really show up until like 
you know, three quarters of the way through the movie. And from there, he's maybe got like, you know, 15 minutes and then he's not really. I mean, I'm sure it'll yeah. be in part three um, a bit more. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought he was fine. You know, he's basically kind of a comic foil. And we get to see him being a dad to Mayday, his daughter. And I thought that was very amusing. Um, but I think this movie yeah. like is setting up, you know, I, I think it's just setting up the threads for part three. I feel like we'll get yeah. more of him. Um, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a little manipulative what he did with it. he's like I had the kid because of you like you know I don't know I thought it was a little corny just sure. just a little bit to me sure um, but these movies are kids movies I mean you gotta remember that so. they are but they're able to deal with like so much interesting <laughs> ideas and like they, they they're still like just so exciting for like any audience yeah. is the thing it I was thinking that too I was like this movie's PG but like the the moment at the beginning when um. Miles' mother is talking to him and like basically she's like, Yeah, go live your life. Um, and she's giving him like this like lecture. And it was really, really emotional. Like I was like, oh my god, like I was like tearing up a little bit watching it. Yeah. No, and I really like I I you know, going to the parents, like I I I really think um and this kind of leads me to a bigger point, but like everyone is so perfectly cast as these characters and i feel like everyone gets such a great moment but like brian tyree henry as the captain like he's so likable in this movie um you know you're really i feel like a lot of animated movies would make the parents seem like dopes or you know like oh these guys are stupid but no they make them like fleshed out you know you feel you feel sympathetic for them and for miles because they're both you know they're all in this situation where you know if they communicate something it might end up hurting someone else um in a sense but that kind of um, transitions me to kind of the main antagonist of this movie uh, is a new kind of, well, a new to us. Oh, yeah. He's kind of a D-list comic character uh, in the spot, voiced by my boy Jason Schwartzman. Um, and, uh, yeah, he basically, you know, he, he has like a, a superpower of like portals. He can create portals and go through them. And he basically yeah. starts off as a joke. But then and the more and more as the movie goes along, he becomes so much more like terrifying and like a genuine threat. I was so impressed with how they pulled that off. I didn't know that he was going to be the main villain. I thought that it was like a running joke that it was going to be in the movie or something yeah. at the beginning. And then when like it was like a throwaway line and then I rewatched the scene from the first one when I throw the bagel and I was like cracking my ass up because I'm like, oh my God, like they literally made a whole ass villain out of just a throwaway <laughs> joke. And then um, like, like that, there's that one scene that I'm like, I didn't need that painting immediately where like when he becomes like the spot and they break the reactor in the, yeah. in the, like, what was it? What is it called? Like the name of the city is going to bother me. But uh, it's like, not my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that was what it was called. And I thought that that was just an incredible sequence. That was probably one of my favorite visuals throughout the whole film. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he becomes like, you know, obviously he kind of looks like a Dalmatian, um, you yeah. know, humanoid it's like in the ver- beginning. It's very psychedelic with what Absolutely. they do with them. And then as it goes on, he becomes a lot more like warped and like monstrous in a sense. And it's like, this guy is freaky. Um, and, like, chill, Jason, chill. Yeah, I know. I was like, come on, Jason, I don't want to hate you. Um, but I liked how they implemented him into, you know, the the first movie, essentially, where he's like, they do the Mysterio thing, but so much better where he's like, oh, it turns out I was here the whole time. And yeah. I, like I, I bought it. I was like, okay, all right, nice. And he has this whole thing where he's like, you know, I want to be, I don't want to be a villain of the week. I want to be, you know, your arch nemesis because you know, you've hurt me. I want to take everything from you. Um, it reminded me of um the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, precisely. Where he's like obsessed yeah. with him and the hero's like, what? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Um, yeah, I was just really impressed with how they handled him. But eventually, you know, that leads to uh Gwen Stacy coming to Miles and grabbing him. Um 
you know, under the guise of hanging out with him is really after the spot. Um, and that leads to, like, I think, in my opinion, maybe my favorite sequence in the movie is, like, the two of them just swinging through the city, and then they're on top of that oh, building, yeah. and Gwen, like, walks under, like, a ledge, and they're both sitting under the ledge, and the city's upside down, and it's, like, this really good conversation of, like, this is the most stunning piece of art I've seen in so long. It was, it was a beautiful scene. I remember I saw someone tweet, like, um... Why can't they do this in live action? It's somebody like meanly said John Watts isn't a real director. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, not really, but <laughs> so true, so true. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, essentially, uh, the spot kind of through a series of events gets uh like super powered and you know, hence in different multiverses. So when you know, goes to confront him and Miles kind of sneaks in the portal after her. And we end up in Mumbatton where we meet our new, you know, kind of new spider uh, characters. We have Spider-Man India and Spider, uh, Spider-Punk. I gotta say, Spider-Punk, my hero. Daniel Kaluuya fucking killed it. I thought he was a riot in that movie. Um, yeah, oh my god. Um, what was it? It's a metaphor for capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate the I was... AM. I hate the PM. <laughs> I hate I didn't, labels. <laughs> I didn't hear it at first. And then, like, because I was just, like, so bombarded by the visual treat in front of me. Yeah. And then, like, it, like, took me five seconds. And then me and um, Reese just started, like, cracking up. Like, it's I was, so like, funny. it was so out of nowhere. Also, like, side note, because of the audio. Did you have any audio issues? I did. Yeah. Well, so the first time, yes. Um, I couldn't hear a lot of Gwen Stacy's, like, narration in the opening. Yes. And some of Spider-Punk's lines I couldn't hear. Um, yes. Yeah. But I rewatched it in Dolby, and it was a much better experience. So that'd be my yeah, recommendation. I, I just saw it in digital, whatever, at uh, AMC on Clyborne. And yeah. Yeah, the beginning, because it, like, distorts Gwen Stacy's audio at the beginning and it was just like i can't even hear what she's saying at i all. just don't like, know if that's a theater thing or a movie thing hopefully by the time they get the blu-ray out like the audio is fixed that's all i care I, about they'll definitely they'll definitely fix it when the blu-ray comes around i think i mean honestly since everything's so digitized right now they can just edit it and send a new cut to the theaters yeah I but i mean i don't i i don't know if they're gonna do that. but then again you keep hearing daniel pemberton's score over it and that score is like one of the best movie scores i've heard in the last like five years so i'm like i'm not that mad like <laughs> Yeah, it was a great like, what a what a great score. Oh my gosh. And he's able to incorporate to so many different edits. Like, ah, man, it is unbelievable what he's yeah. doing with that. Um, but yeah, so basically that kind of takes us to, you know, the second, third-ish act of the movie where um, you know, I they say Mumbatton, and there's this kind of critical choice that uh, you know, Spider-Man India is in while they're saving the city, where he has the choice to either save his girlfriend or save like the police captain. And we see earlier that like you know, the police captain's not supposed to survive. This is like a canon event, as they yeah. call it. Um, and Miles kind of intervenes, and both people are saved. And, you know, as an audience member, we're like, nice, these same people. But there's kind of this ominous, like, wait a minute, did what he do? Like, was that good? Is that bad for the multiverse? Um, and that transitions us into uh, our next world, where we kind of see the spider society. And if you're a Spider-Man fan at all, this was, like, heaven for you. Um, I don't know about you, but, like, I saw it. Like, people behind me were much bigger Spider-Man fans than I were. And they were, like, you know, whooping and hollering at, like, the most insignificant Spider-People. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm a big Ben Riley fan. I'm a big Ben Riley fan. That was funny. I liked what they did with him. Some people were angry, but I was like, it's funny. They're making fun of him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's an edgy Spider-Man. I thought I thought it was fine. Um, I, Again, with, like, how... I'm not. I'm not relating this back to the Flash at all because I know we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, but I thought the, I thought the, the Andrew Garfield stuff like a little bit. It took 
me out of the movie. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, they had a thing where they implemented like animation and live action. There's a moment where the spot goes into um like she he meets the Venom uh clerk, the 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 cashier. Yeah, I don't like that. Venom. I don't like that. I thought that looked interesting, you know, like visually, uh, the fact that it was able to blend together in a fine way, but it was a little distracting where you're like, oh, this is the Sony verse after all. Um, you know, what exactly yeah. are we doing here? But, um, you know, the biggest cameo in the movie is probably uh, Donald Glover shows up as uh, an alternate universe prowler. And I didn't think that was cute. You know, it's kind of, it, thankfully, it's kind of in and out, which is kind of how I wanted these cameos to be. Um, yeah. So I didn't mind it that much, but it was a mute. I certainly didn't expect to see him there. Uh, and I, no, it, was it, caught me, it, it caught me off guard, but I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad that he was involved with these movies at all because, I mean, we might not even have gotten these without Donald Glover. Yeah, exactly. You know, from he raised so much, yeah. Yeah, he petitioned for it. He, I think he voiced him in the animated show, right? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And then he was kind of hinting to be the Prowler at Homecoming, but they never really did anything with him there. So yeah, nice that was disappointing. Having... A lot of the Spider Man, uh, I mean, like, what are they doing with the Scorpion stuff? Like with the guy. That's with my, the Scorpion... Don't get me started. Don't get me started on how many un- unresolved threads we have from Homecoming. It, it bothers me. Uh, they should come back. This is come back and do them all as like a joke. Like they need to finish Sinister Six up from the Spider or from the Garfield universe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring back Paul Giamatti. What's he doing? You know, Paul Giamatti. He's fucking on the last season of Billions, and no one's watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, what's like? Who's watching that? Like, you watch Succession. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go watch Billions now. Like, okay, all right, all right, yeah. guy, all right, buddy. That. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and you know, I'm kind of thankful that they didn't do like a full because they do show Toby and they show Andrew, but it's mostly like archive archival footage um and i'm kind of happy we didn't see them in full now you know we have another movie and we didn't see tom holland noticeably so i'm wondering if we're gonna see any variation of them in the third one but i don't know that's kind of the way i want these cameos to be done is like get them in and then get them out of here like unless they have something to do with the movie i don't care like i'm kind of getting tired of like all right let's clap when this person shows up it's like what are we doing guys um, well, that was how I felt during um, Multiverse of Madness. Sure, in a sense, I agree with you. Yeah, the movie stops to do all the cameos there, and it's like, come on, man! Like we gotta keep it moving. Um, yeah. yeah, at least I No thought... Way Home. You know, at least the cameos there, like it kind of makes sense why they're there. They're implemented, but um, No Way Home is so overhated now for some reason. Like everyone, hates I think it it's now. fine. I don't hate it, but you know, there's certainly <laughs> like, when it came when it came out, everyone was losing their minds. But now it's like a year later, and everyone like takes a like, picture from it on, like, Twitter or Instagram. Like, dude, this movie looks so ugly. It's dog shit. It does look like ugly. Yeah, it does look ugly. It's a movie that works like, in the theater. If you're seeing it's like, it in yeah, the theater, so does, it works. So does, like, half the Marvel movies. They all look like that, but who cares? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not Guardians 3, baby. Guardians 3 looked amazing. Um, oh, yeah. You already talked about that, too. I, mean, I sure um, did. But Gar- I, I, I wasn't on the podcast for that, so I'm taking it over. Guardians 3. Yeah, it, 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 that one, I like Guardians 3 more than Spider-Verse still. I think. I think I agree with you, but I don't want to be shot with my take. So, um, Oh, no, oh, I'll take the take then. I'll take the take. Yeah, so, uh, but... Yeah, anyway, I like, yeah. Continuing on. Um, so, yeah, so we basically, <laughs> we meet, uh, you know, Miguel O'Hara, who's basically kind of says, like, listen, there's these kind of canon events that need to happen in order for you to be Spider-Man. And... Mm. You know, for you, that means your father is going to have to die because the captain in every Spider-Man universe always passes away. And because his father is becoming captain, there's now this moral quandary of like, all right, you know, you know that your dad's going to die. But if you save him, it could collapse reality. And, you know, now you're a liability. And it's like, oh, my God, this is 
Uh, and I was thinking like, oh man, this really sucks. And I kind of like the fact that in a movie where, you know, the stakes are multiversal and so big, the fact that like the emotional hook is like, oh no, his dad's going to die. Like, I like that a lot. It's very personal. Yeah. And it's not like overwhelming in the scope of things, which is good. Um, and so like, that's the thing. This movie is so visually overwhelming that I was like, is my mind going to break during any of this? And it might've, but, um, you know, at least the, 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 the main emotional stakes were grounded enough for me to be happy in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of people comparing it to everything everywhere in some parts. Sure. Yeah. Which for sure. I think is, I think it's fair. Um, we even saw I mean, a Lego world. That was great. Oh my, that was so funny. I was so <laughs> caught off guard by that too. I was, I was so happy watching that part. <laughs> It made me. It was, I was grinning. And I was like, "Oh, dude, this is beautiful. It's so that fun, was adorable." Yeah, yeah. I also but, just um, love how J.K. Simmons is uh, Joni Jameson. Just, like every, he, yeah. He just him. He just him. They're like, "All right, we need you back as Fletcher." Uh, I love as, it. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> but, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, second act of the movie I thought was terrific. I mean, I thought that the first two acts. I think when I texted you, I said that the third act I thought was a little bit cramming they were just, sure. they, they need they needed that cliffhanger and they want to leave us on you know with all the new spider team with led by gwen to get right. miles back but i thought that um there could have been like a few ending spots that i would have liked a little more than what it ended on yeah so basically let, let, let let's get up to this in chronological time so you know miles essentially disagrees and he's like listen i gotta go back save my dad and miguel's like sorry yeah. kid can't do that and so miles basically runs away and it's the like, best oh, chase sequence yeah the best chase sequence comes up yeah where it's like yeah. literally every single spider-man is after him and yeah seeing the variations of different spider-men in this attack was so funny there's like a spider t-rex there's like a Spider oh my god! I forgot like, about the T Rex. <laughs> in the in the it was the cat. The cat yeah, like smelled the furball, and it was a uh, the. There's web. like a Spider Man in a wheelchair that goes after him. Like uh, Metro yeah. Boomin is like a Spider Man at one point. Metro Boom. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. Like, what what's going on? Um, but you know, it and the visuals through the city are so beautiful. But you know, it's oh, yeah. chasing him through the city, and it like kind of climaxes on this train where essentially, um. You know, we get kind of this huge bomb drop that we didn't realize where the spider that bit Miles wasn't supposed to happen. Like, yeah. he was never meant to be Spider-Man in that universe. And it's like, oh, my God, um, you know, this is just adds so much more depth to his character in a way and to kind of the first movie. And essentially, yeah. it's like the first movie's theme is like anyone can be Spider-Man. And here they directly contrast this with, oh, no, yeah, but not you. You weren't meant to be Spider-Man. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is great, you know? This is like some Matrix shit. I love this. Um, oh, yeah. I saw so many people comparing it to the Matrix, too. I think that's more of an apt comparison than Empire, um, as far as, like, part twos of trilogies go. Because it really yeah, feels like I, it's kind I, of... I, I 100% agree with that. I don't really get the Empire comparisons. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly darker and more ambitious, but I think Matrix Reloaded, just with, like, the thematic stuff it's working with, yeah. um, I feel like that's a more apt comparison. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, so we get the fact that Miles isn't supposed to be Spider-Man, and he's kind of an abnormality in his own universe, and you're like, oh, damn, like, Miles, my guy, this is rough. Um, and he basically, you know, escapes, he uh, heads back to his own universe, and one of my, uh, maybe my favorite reveal in the movie is that that's not his universe that he escaped back to. Um, 
he escaped. Yeah, back. what a well part. done, what a well done twist. Well, and it's one of those that's just edited so well. I was reminded of like Silence of the Lambs in a sense, where it's like you're <laughs> edited to think this one thing, and then it's revealed that no, this is happening in two entirely different locations. And you're like, I had a feeling, oh, I had a feeling it was, I had a feeling it was for a second. Well, but something I was fell like, off that whole scene. Yeah. You're like, this doesn't feel right. Like something's going off, and there, there's you very yeah. Sorry, you go. What were you gonna say? No, you, you like couldn't like figure it out yeah and it was like kind of frustrating to me and that's that's probably why i i, I didn't really love the ending i was like what the f- like what is happening maybe <laughs> on a rewatch i'll definitely like it more yeah but, um well and they, I, they cover it up so well where miles like comes out to his mom and he's like listen i'm spider-man and the mom's like who and you're like who? oh that's kind of funny maybe she didn't know like at first i'm like that's that's a good joke she didn't know who spider-man was and then gwen enters his room in his reality and you're like oh fuck like they are not in the same world what the hell is happening yeah, so like literally, I was in the theater where they had like the big twist, and <laughs> when she's like, "Who is Spider Man?" or whatever, like I think the, the people in my theater watched the movie already because I started cracking up. Like I thought it was like so funny. Like I was, yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, she's playing a joke on him," <laughs> and then like everyone was like dead quiet. So it was like a little awkward. I thought that was a really good reveal. Um, and it was one of those things where I'm like, "Something's wrong here," and then obviously we figure out what's going on. And you're like, "Oh boy." And then um, you see in Miles' universe that his uncle, the Prowler, is still alive. And yeah. his dad died. Um, you know, them kind of switching places as far as who's alive and who's dead. And then it ends on the reveal that uh, th- in this universe, Miles himself is the Prowler. And I was like, this is sick. I love this. This is awesome. Um, and, you know, like the movie uh, ends pretty quickly yeah. after that with Gwen kind of assembling her own spider team to rescue him. Um I like I, I don't know where they go from here. That's my big thing. Like I, I they could go anywhere for part three. Um like yeah, I'm sure I mean, Miles will, will be fine, but beyond that, like I, I, I everything's up in the air as far as how they're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, I mean I I have my entire like faith that they're gonna wrap it up fine. Like I think they're gonna nail all the parts. Yeah, Lord and Miller are like really good writers, you know. So Yeah, especially with animation, they just know what they're doing. I mean Yeah. Um, but I'm trying like I remember when Infinity War came back out, and we're all like, everyone came up with their own theories, but everyone knew time was going to be involved. I don't think that's going to be the case for this. No, 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 no. That'd be too easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't think time travel is going to be involved at all. Maybe, I mean, there's going to be a big fight between the Prowler and, or Miles Prowler versus Miles Morales Spider Man. Right. And I think that's going to be cool. And then I don't know if they're going to like send some beacon or whatever. That can is that possible? I'm, trying to, I'm like really trying to think what can happen with. Well, I don't even know where he's at. You know, people complain that it's like, oh, it's a really, you know, it's a cliffhanger. Oh, it's gonna end with to me continue. I don't know, man. Like, I felt energy from this as a part one ending that I haven't really felt from other part one endings because we've had Harry Potter do it with Voldemort, like you know, waving his wand in the sky, and um, I don't know. Oh wait, that... he froze up. I, I literally. <laughs> I'll repeat my statement. It's all good. Um, well, I, like I think this movie ends with so much more energy than other like part one, part two thing. Because Infinity War's ending is very like dour, and you're like, oh my god, this is shocking. Um, yeah. You know, Harry Potter ends its part one kind of lame, where it's like Voldemort points the Elder Wand to the sky and it ends there. Yeah. And I mean, like that's fine. But now that we have both parts, but as a part one, you're like, okay, all right, we'll come back later. Mocking Jay, it's like, oh, Peter's Peter's evil. And you're like. Okay, all right. Yeah, and then Dune was just like 
Dune was pretty good. I thought I liked that. Dune was all right. Yeah, yeah, I was okay with that. Um, Breaking Dawn's like, oh, Bella's a vampire. That one's okay. I like that one. Um, but I don't know. As far as like a part yeah. one ending goes, I, and I think it's entirely to do with Daniel Pemberton's score. Like he's just like he's really cranking on like every single instrument in those last like three minutes, and it's so exhilarating. And it's like to be continued. They're like, ah, great. Yeah. I don't know. And thank God there wasn't a credit scene. I, I was pretty happy about that. It's like keep that energy consistent. Is all I'm, uh, yeah, I didn't even stay till the end. I was just watching like the like last credits. Yeah, and then like once like the animation stopped, I was like, "All right, I'm good." Yeah, we don't need any more. We don't need any more. Yeah, right. post credit scenes are dragged to me now. <laughs> you and my but, brother like, I, feel the same way. Where they're like, yeah, "My brother and you are like, no, we're not, <laughs> no more." <laughs> I feel like I don't this at this point. Like Disney Plus has like the options. Like skip the credits. It's like okay, then just add the scene at the end of the movie, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, are we really waiting around? That was my thing with Guardians 3. I'm like, the end credit scene in Guardians 3, the one in the middle was good. The one where it's like Rocket and the new Guardians and all that. And that was fine. But like the one where it's like, oh, Star-Lord will return. I'm like, who cares? The story's over. I'm done. I don't need to care anymore. Um, yeah, that was stupid. I, I didn't like that post-credit scene. Yeah, I it was like a contract just, renewal in real time. <laughs> it was like in contrast in contrast with everything the movie was saying. Like It was like everyone's like ending. And yeah, so exactly. Like, you know what? I can do. I can do another movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a banger. So, as far as part one, uh, into the Spider Verse versus across the Spider Verse, where do you fall? Do you think the first one's better? Do you think this is better? As a solo movie, I'd rather. Sorry, my parents are watching the White Sox right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, as like a solo movie, um, I think Spider Verse, uh, into the Spider Verse, is definitely better and stands alone, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, across the Spider Verse is just so ambitious that I mean that they pair well with one another, and I'm sure when the third one comes out, that it'll be a great trilogy. And like you said, the first two movies kind of contrasting each other with one saying that anyone can be Spider Man, and the other one being like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have been." Yeah, is just like it's it's pretty bewildering how they're able to do that. And I mean, I loved I loved this one. I still have my gripes with the last act. But I mean, it's still like a four and a half for me. Four, yeah. four and a half. Uh, but I, I mean, I loved it. I think it's incredible what they're doing and how they're pushing this medium forward. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm kind of in your camp. I do think the first one's better. Um, but this is like it, it's, it's almost a neck and neck thing. I think the only thing this is missing, and I feel like we're going to get it in part three, is it doesn't have like a what's up danger moment, you know, where it's like, like an emotional like you know, climax where you're like, yes, yes, you know, you want to, like, punch the air. Um, It doesn't really have something of that caliber. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. this movie was trying to have that. I, You know, I, it's fine that it doesn't. I think, I think it somewhat had it with the part where, um, what, Spider-Pork, Spider-Ham, you heard of it, like, you were thinking the glass when you were swinging. Oh, that was cool, that was cool, yeah. I thought that was part was really cool. I mean, there's not what's up danger, obviously, but I thought that was a good scene. No, but, I agree, I, I agree. Yeah. And I, I just feel like Beyond is going to have that moment where it's like, yes, yes, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's going to uh, have, like, that moment where you have, like, all the Spider-Man going through the air, and then, yeah. like, he's going to be, like, leading the charge. With the It'll be like, Avengers Endgame, cool but it's going to be with a bunch of Spider-Men charging into battle. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder... Did they say anything about the next? I wonder how the runtime is going to be for the next one. If it's I hope it's like the same. Yeah, I want it to be two and a half hours. That's the thing. It's like for an animated movie, we like there's rare examples where they go over two hours. And the fact that this one's like two hours and twenty minutes, and you don't really feel it, pretty impressive. No, oh, you don't feel it at all. Yeah, it's 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 so it 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 amazed me how fast the time went on this one. Yeah, 
I tend to get nervous about runtime sometimes. Um, but yeah, yeah man, I'm really speaking of runtimes. I'm really excited for um for Marty and to doing Killers of. That's Long right, three and a half hours, baby. We're back. We're so back. Yeah, that, we're so that's back. Gonna be great. That's gonna be great. I'm ready, man. <laughs> I saw that trailer. I was like, let's go, Marty is back. The king has. Yeah, returned. I was. I was really sad when um they played that can. I was like, oh yeah, that's good. Why isn't that here? Yeah, why why is it playing that early? Bring it here. If it's done, drop it. Yeah. Like, if it's done, yeah, just do it, guys. I get it. Oscars, but... No, it's still not going to make any money. That's the thing. It's like, you're not doing this for box office. You're doing this for awards. And I respect it, but give me, like, give me the movie. That's all I ask. So let me see it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big Um, believer... Speaking of awards, I'm, I'm seeing... I like like the first half year movies that get awards. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> yeah. What um, a banger. What a banger. <laughs> I, I know you love it. I know you love it. I hope this gets some serious awards. Uh, oh, it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. It better. Like, it I'm... really better. The first one was actually snubbed that year. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book, no one ever would say they are better than yeah. Spider-Man. No one. No one is saying yeah. that. I think it's gonna get nominated. I mean, it's so still so early. I mean, right now I'm seeing Past Lives tomorrow. I think actually. Nice. I'm seeing it Thursday. I'm excited. Yeah, I think I'm seeing it tomorrow, and that seems to be like the the. the I've heard that's a contender. Film. I imagine Killers of the Flower Moon will be a contender. Um, The Edge of Reason. Dune Two is definitely gonna be one. Dune Two. Barbie Days Oppenheimer. Of, uh, what is the Glazer one? Yeah. Zone of interest. Yeah, zone of interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll probably yeah, that be, one should yeah. be that one should be one. And then I heard um, what is the monster? Yeah, yeah. That's, that doesn't seem like a big Oscar movie, though, but that seems like it could be a sleeper. I, that's I a whole other talk. I know, I know, but... <laughs> I know Jonathan Majors had a movie, like Magazine Dreams, that was supposed Magazine to be like a huge, Dreams. like, best actor campaign, but now that's probably flushed down the toilet. Um, <laughs> so fast. Great decisions there, Majors, great decisions. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I I hope this gets nominated, dude. Like, if not, what are we fucking doing? You know? like. Yeah, I think, honestly, <laughs> like, I know it's silly, but it should be like obligatory that they should just put one anime. <laughs> it's such movie, an accomplishment. Like, it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, this like, is I mean, unlike when anything I think we've of, ever seen. When I think of Best Picture nominees, I think like something that pushes the medium forward and yeah. also something that like make like was so prevalent throughout the entire year or like that summarizes that, that year. So, I mean, last year, I think everything ever was a good win because, I mean, it was a part everyone talked about like the entire year and B, it was a big movement in just the film medium as a right. whole, especially right. with like the way it was edited and the way that it was written. Yeah. It felt like something groundbreaking in a sense, something we hadn't seen. Before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's not made. If not, I might be done with the Oscars. <laughs> I'll, oh my, I'll, yeah. Um, I mean, everyone says that. I mean, then, then the next year it's like, Oh, we're back. I know. I know. It's my destructive habits. I can't, you know, it's I'm so just upset. Toxic. We're so back, but yeah. Anywho, yeah, um, anything else yeah. you you want to add about uh, across the Spider Verse? Um, I do wish we it, had more Spider Noir. I missed him. Go, yeah, I I think he'll be in the next one. Nick Cage better be back. I know, but I mean, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. What are you doing? Um, I'm. I want to watch it again. Uh. Because I feel like I'd still miss some things. And I mean, there's it's such an eye candy movie. There's so much, there's so I many jokes in. too that went over my head, I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't even see the, the, the little ice cream cone. I was yeah, like, I know. I saw that on Twitter. I'm like, apparently the Spider Man popsicle is after him. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> I was so losing funny. my shit seeing that. <laughs> I like seeing the Insomniac Spider Man in there. That, that was, was cute. That was cute. 
Uh, that got yeah. a big reaction. And apparently the uh, the video game that uh, Genki is playing is yeah. Spider-Man 2. That was cute. That game's yeah, going to be great. Oh, yeah, that game's yeah, going to be excited. awesome. That game's going to be sick. interesting. Miles versus uh, Peter's going to be the big showdown. I, mean, I know. I'm sure it's going to be like a midway showdown. I hope I hope the arc is like Peter becoming Venom and you have to like fight Venom as Peter. Like I, I hope that's what it's going to. I think it's gonna be sick. I hope that's like yeah. I mean, because it's gonna I feel like it's gonna end with I just have like anytime it's like a superhero versus superhero, it's gonna be like um Bound versus Superman. Yeah, where, where it's like, like all right, now we gotta team like, up to fight Craven. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think's gonna happen. But big year for Craven. I, I hope you I'm know? Wrong. How you feeling about Craven? Oh, I want I, I wanna I wanna see that footage because I heard it was pretty cool. I heard it's going to be R-rated. That's kind of promising. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson ripping a guy's nose off. Yeah, that sounds cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I... I'm for it. <laughs> Russell Crowe's yeah. in it? All right, you know. What? I didn't yeah, know that. he's in it. Ariana DeBose is in it. Um, Someone else is in it, though. I was like, that's interesting. But I don't I know. Depose. Shout out to Russell Crowe, man. He's doing the shit. Yeah. Pope's Exorcist? Yeah, Haven't seen it, but, you know. Shout yeah. out to Russell I'm planning on seeing. I'm planning on watching Are You There, Gotta See Margaret tonight. Good movie. It's good. I liked it. It's cute. Yeah, I'm really. I I've been. That's been on my list for like. I've been wanting to watch that stuff for so long. Rachel McAdams. They added like Queen. they they added like three movies on digital this week that have been on my list. Um, with the 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 Gardner one with Joel Master Eggleton. Gardner. Yeah, Schrader Heads We Rise. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I wasn't a big fan of the Card Counter, but I love First Reformed. Yeah, First um, Reformed is amazing. And then showing up. Yeah, and the Kelly Reinhardt. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, I I gave my pass to um I don't know if you know Ryan Roberts, but I gave my pass to him because okay. I had like at the Cisco Center she was there, and uh, I couldn't go that night, so I was like, you know what, go go do it. And it was like his birthday weekend too, so it was nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I I and the only Kelly Reinhardt movie I think I've seen is First Cow, and I was sick when I watched it, so I need to. Re- I've only that. seen, I've only seen uh, what is it, Old Joy? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen First Cow. I haven't seen a Certain Woman. Yeah, I have Certain Woman. But that should also. be, that's on my list. I'll give it a go at some point. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I I like opening my... I'll uh, give it a go. Exactly. But on a scale of one on a scale of one of five, what are you, what are you doing for Spider-Verse? Uh, I'm at or a five. Across... Full five. I haven't seen anything like it. Full five. I was like, listen, this is incredible. Is it my favorite movie of the year? Debatable. I I connected to Guardians 3 a bit more emotionally, on a, like a raw yeah. emotional level. Um, so that's above it right now. But listen, if anyone has Spider Verse in their top movie of the year, I'm not like I can't argue against it. It's a phenomenal piece of art. So, you know, all power yeah, to you. I I 100 agree. Um, I I think I'm going to give it a four four and a half. Uh, the only thing better this year that I think I've seen probably John Wick four. Hell yeah, Merler. Hell yeah, and maybe Guardians three. And no, definitely Guardians three. But I love Guardian or I love John Wick four. I want to so watch it again. Give me a Donnie Yen spinoff, please, God. Yeah. I remember... Oh, they're going to spend the hell off of it until Absolutely. we're sick of it. And then they'll bring <laughs> back Keanu. That's right. He'll come yeah. back from the dead. I love it. I love it. Um. All right. Yeah. I think that'll do it for this episode. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, really Review Podcast is found anywhere your podcasts are found. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.